Wednesday, March 29th. Let's play Hurdle. Today's song is Don't Let Me Down by the Chainsmokers and Dia. Yes, I am familiar with this song. Oh, good grief. Wow, that's kind of funny. Uh, Don't Let Me Down, the Chainsmokers and Dia. 2016. All right, I guess I should have known this would happen eventually. (laughs) Uh, This song is in the Billions Club. It won a Grammy for Best Dance Recording in 2017. And I have a small writing credit with this song, publishing credit. Oh, man, this is a... Okay, so normally a lot of times on, on Let's Play Hurdle, I wish I had like 10 minutes to like get my thoughts together for a song. Because then I think about it later and I've forgotten like 10 things. But that's not how it goes. It, <laughs> you have to play it live. So here we go. Try to tell the whole story. So I've always played in bands my whole life. I play bass. I love synthesizers and keyboards too. I've always played in church bands too, most of my life, especially from college on. So I was playing in a band at a church and the worship pastor there, I, I started to get bored by worship music, uh, especially from a bass standpoint, how it sounded, how you, how you sounded, how you played, kind of the dynamics of it. So I started asking if I could bring other stuff you know, working in synthesizers. And this is back in 2010, 2009, wanting to bring bass synthesizers. And he was just like, yeah, whatever, man, I don't care. Do whatever you want. And he's like, if it's distracting or too weird, I'll tell you, but you do whatever you want. So I would, I put together full years of church where I played every weekend. And when I played, I'd play a different instrument. I tried to play a different instrument every weekend for a year. So it's like a baritone guitar, a bass, a ukulele bass, synthesizer, keyboard, pedals, hollow body bass, upright bass, active, passive, electronic from the 80s. I mean, I was just always pushing the envelope. I played pianos and organs and anything I could to make a bass sound. And I'd also always wanted worship music and and church music to sound more like the music I grew up listening to and that I like and that moves me. I always thought sonically there was a big disconnect there. So the next worship pastor we had, we had a worship pastor change, and he was more organized and was like, man, we should try to take that sound that you do. And like, that's kind of our identity of our church here in Dallas. And um, we should write songs like that, or maybe redo some of the songs that our church has written in that way. So I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's a good idea. So I wrote a part because I hated the intro of one of the original songs of our church. I just The intro was just really bad to me, and it starts the song on a really bad foot. So I wrote a new part, and no one liked it. <laughs> no one liked it. Uh, the original writers of the song said... Why would you change that? No, the other part's so catchy and, and, you know, they didn't like it. They didn't want to use it. They didn't want to record it that way. It's like, okay, fine. Uh, A few months later, we were playing Easter Sunday, and that song was a very Easter-appropriate song, and um, we were going to play that song in this new style. The synthy style, electronic drums were going to be on it. It's basically the sound that became the band South of Royal, if you want to look that up on Spotify, that is a band 
that we produced a couple of CDs from that church from that point on of like synth, synthy pop Christian music, if that makes any sense. So I played that part as the intro to this song, and uh, we recorded it. We recorded the, the Easter service. And so I had audio now of our band playing it that would really become the band South of Royal. And I thought it was awesome. I just really did. I was like, man, I would go to that church. I want more church music to sound like that. And so I sent it to about 10 people, some other Christian musicians that I thought would like it, and then some non-Christians that don't go to church, and specifically a couple that had had conversations with me in the past about like, dude, how do you play that music? That music's so bad. Like you love music and that's the worst kind of music. (laughs) It's like, agreed. I'm trying to make it better. I'm trying. So I sent it to some people. And then other people, I actually sent it to a couple people that I just thought, I think this arrangement sounds cool. And then fast forward a few months, a friend that I'd sent it to, big producer, LA, Nashville guy, was working with this chain smokers. They had not released this song or a lot of this stuff yet. They had some hits, so they were, and they were big in EDM markets, but an EDM band. And this, that intro part, the dun 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 dun, dun was the synth part I wrote, and they used that. So it kind of blew up, blew up real quick. I got a small little publishing on it, and um, I've never met them at this point or anything. I have since, um, but we don't know each other at all. I didn't know them then. And uh, they used this part because it was the same exact chord progression and same key and everything as the song they were working on with Daya. And um, it blew up. It was the, the, the theme to the Kentucky Derby, the theme to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, Don't Let Me Down is a very universal for all sports and competition and people and relationships. And it was used everywhere. On top of the fact that it just went crazy up the charts as the first single from these guys before the Halsey one came out next. And it's in the almost, I think it's in the double billions club on that Halsey one, Halsey. Anyway, that's what happened. It opened the door for like 15,000 other projects. It won a Grammy in 2017. And I was actually in the studio in Oklahoma recording the first album for South of Royal when that happened, which was just kind of crazy. And uh, we stopped and toasted some bourbon and got back to work. Yeah, that's what, that's such a weird, crazy story. So I also, I have some video I'll send, I'll I'll post in my uh, stories. I can post the original first time I ever wrote the line. It sounds different. I wrote on a synthesizer. This is recorded on a guitar. I can post, they started the tour that year to kick everything off at Red Rocks. And we got to go to that and sit backstage and in the front row and take some cool video and stuff. So I can post some of those in the stories too. But um, yeah, so I guess it comes back to the story I always tell. I always try to say this is like the whole point, no matter who you are or what level you're at when it comes to so-called success or whatever, is if you feel like you're a musician or a creative, the whole goal, your process should be you make something and you share something and that's it. And if you're looking to get anything else out of it than that, you're probably going to be disappointed. If you're writing it for a specific result or 
you want to make money or I want fame. I want everyone to hear this. That's, I, I think you'll always be disappointed. If you just make something and then you share it with just one other person, put it on SoundCloud. Someone's going to hear it. That's it. That's the process. That's the beginning and that's the end. And then everything else you cannot control. And you make something because you have to make something. You make something because there's something that hasn't been said yet in the way you want to say it. Or you haven't heard a song that you hear in your head, so you made it. Or you tried to. And it never works out the way you heard it in your head, so you make another one. And that's the other part of the process. It just kind of keeps going. So in this situation, I just made something at the smallest level and shared it at the smallest level. And it kind of blew up into something you could have never imagined. But it was not something that I ever could have done on purpose or could try to replicate. So it is what it is. Just a crazy fun fact about me. I always thought I'd do this song in a bonus video one day or something. Um, But the odds of it popping up here on Hurdle is pretty funny. Unless they are watching, which there are some conspiracy theories that Spotify is looking in on this podcast Instagram thing because some of the decisions and twists and turns they make really feel like they're talking to us. And this one is just going to amplify that (laughs) for whatever it's worth. All right. That's crazy. I know I'm forgetting about 50,000 million things about this song and that whole experience. Um, Can't believe it was so long ago now, but that's the the nuts and bolts of it. So, all right. Can't beat that one. All right. See y'all tomorrow. You can play Hurdle every day at Spotify.com slash Hurdle. And you can watch us playing live every day on Instagram at Let's Play Hurdle.